to the Happy Whole You podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, your brain health and wellness expert. Here we talk about all things wellness with a focus on how your brain functions. So the daily impact of our physical, nutritional, financial, even spiritual lives, how they impact our brain, including how we navigate all of our relationships on a daily basis, all have a major impact on how our brain functions. So get ready to rewire your biology and your brain because we have a lot of great information ahead. Welcome everybody to the Happy Whole You podcast. And I'm here with Caroline McGuire and she has some really good nuggets for you when it comes to communicating during the holidays. She's also an author and she does some skill coaching. So she's super talented and has a lot of yummy information for you. So Caroline, welcome. Thank you so much for having me and for calling me yummy. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So going into this holiday season, what is the main objective or what is the main nugget you would want people to recognize going into this season? Well, a lot of times people say, I'll start something after the holidays. But the thing is that we have an opportunity during the holidays because they're a very, very social time to show our children a different way of communicating and a different way of being, especially in the current political climate. And so we also have a tremendous opportunity with all these social events to work on social skills, which every child could use and some children a little more than others. So it's such an opportunity. And I, when I hear people say they're going to wait, it kind of pains me because (laughs) I'm thinking, don't wait. This is such an opportunity to practice all of these skills. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I love that point because kids are off during, you know, we're with our children more because they're not in school as much during the holidays. And you're right, we are socializing more. So give everybody a little bit of your background. How did you even get into this and being coming becoming such a master at communicating. So I'm an executive function and social skills coach. I've been doing that for 15 years. Executive function is the management system of the brain. And I work with children and teenagers and young adults and those lifespan of people and I help them with communication social skills. And so I've been doing this a really long time and about 15 years ago a little boy asked me why will no one play with me and it really started me on this journey that formed the basis of the book why will no one play with me which just came out and it's a guide and it helps parents coach their child so some of the things you're hearing today are the kind of nuggets and tips that i have in the book so that parents can learn how to communicate and also how to foster social skills oh yeah and Caroline, in your experience, would you say that communication has changed and the skills needed to communicate today versus 20 years ago has changed at all? I mean, it's changed a lot. I think part of it is that we are living in a more virtual social media and media driven world. I also think that kids are much more scheduled. They have much more going on. And so they have less free time to play and to learn these things. So things have really changed. And also we are living in a world where people will have something like, you know, seven to nine careers. So we're living in a world where people have to constantly evolve. And 
if social skills are an issue or communication skills, then now you're not just evolving into one job, you're evolving nine times. So that means it's, yeah. it's a lot, it's a lot harder. Right, right. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And so going into this season with, you know, all these parties and fun things we get to do, what are some things parents should be aware of when they are communicating? Well, one of the things I think parents have to be aware of is that we are models, right? So we are modeling behavior for our kids. So everything from talking bad about other people to how we communicate and how we foster relationships really, really matters. And we're modeling that for kids. And, you know, kids are, are really smart. They notice everything. <laughs> and so that's why my sort of plea is instead of, being a house divided and being a little more litigious with your family, even when you disagree with them and not to ban talk, but to actually set up some rules of civility and sort of follow certain best practices so that you're modeling good communication for your kids. And, and what are some of those best practices? Well, one thing is to step into other people's shoes, right? So we can all learn from someone else and there's nobody who's completely right. And there's nobody who's completely wrong. And I think what's been happening a lot is that people aren't listening to each other. So one of the best things we can do is talk about emotions and talk about the life of other people with our children and ask them questions about what might be going on for that person and ask the other person questions instead of just jumping in to, to, to fight with each other about politics or to have those litigious conversations to sort of ask, well, what's going on for you that makes this important to you? And that way we're having a more empathetic dialogue rather than just cutting people off and getting our point across. Asking questions just to go a little bit deeper to see where somebody's coming from. Yeah, and listening. You know, listening is sort of a lost art, but it's really, really important. And if you listen, truly listen, rather than waiting to jump in, which a lot of us do, then you're going to hear more about what someone is. And then a really great technique that actually scales down people's emotions and makes them more able to hear you is to reflect and just recap what they say. So just to be like, hey, what I hear you saying is, and then what happens then, and they actually use this technique in prisons, <laughs> is that you allow the person to feel heard, they feel empathized with, and you're also clarifying. So you, instead of assuming you know what they're saying, you're clarifying what they're saying and by the way, this works so well with teenagers because teenagers often don't feel heard. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. No, that's wonderful nugget. Love that one. Something else you had said was, you know, not talking poorly about somebody else, right? And because kids hear that and they listen. And I feel like I am super blessed because my mom, like growing up and ever since I can remember, like she doesn't really talk poorly about other people. I mean, it's just, just, just always been like, well, that's their life and that's their decisions. And which I feel like is a huge blessing to me now because I carry that tendency to, to, you know, but it, it was something I learned from my mom, from watching her and her being how she is. And so when I work with clients and, you know, and I was a teacher for 10 years, so worked with high school kids, it is interesting how, you know, people will talk people, other people down and how they, and, and it doesn't, 
I don't know, like it's just okay. Like it's second nature. So I don't know. Can you feed into that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that we have to remember is that children are listening and there's so much out there about bullying and making kids upstanders rather than bystanders. But we as adults are not doing a great job with modeling this. And so it may be you talking about politics. It may be you talking about something you're passionate about and you're talking down about someone else, but it's still the same skill set and it's still the same vein as a kid talking bad about another kid. And so if you model talking about other people, it doesn't matter what the topic is or what your impetus is, you're still modeling that. And I think also you're not teaching them to step into someone's shoes then, right? They're, they're mm -hmm. purely getting one perspective. And so it's hard, sometimes we all do it, but to catch yourself, especially over these holidays, and if you can't say anything good, don't say anything, because mm -hmm. then your kid is going to learn not to talk people down and blame, which we don't want our kids to blame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's almost like, you know, I've already heard clients talking like, um, you know, how, how are you excited about the holidays and what are you doing? And then it's like, oh gosh, I have to see so-and-so and all. So that's what you're talking about is even before you go into the situation, how you're talking about the upcoming event or the festivities or anything and the people you talk about before you even get there. It's almost like, I think sometimes we're setting ourselves up to have that anxiety, to worry about it, because we're making up a story in our head about what could happen or how people could be towards us or, you know, that story of what could happen, really. And so, and if we talk about that out loud, you're right, our kids are hearing that. And kind of sets everyone up for, I don't know, anxiety we don't need, <laughs> right? Right, it's, it's stressful, it's anxiety provoking. And I think it also doesn't, it doesn't move us forward. Like where we are is not moving us forward right now. So, you know, having a little more sensitivity and then also I think parents are doing it absentmindedly. But remember that when you go to this holiday season, your children are also watching your self-regulation, which is another one of my nuggets, which is, yeah. you know, self-regulation is easy for some people and hard for others. But the fact is that there's very little self-regulation going on in American society about what we say lately. And it's really something we want to model. And it's okay to step away. It's okay to breathe in and out. It's okay to say, I need to take a pause. But if you don't show any self-regulation over what you're saying to other people, then you're sending kids the message that they don't have to either. And kids don't always take things and say, oh, this is just this one context. This is just this one season. They tend to think it's okay. And wouldn't it be nice to actually show them the opposite? Because in the workplace, we cannot be so dysregulated. So it's really nice to show them how, even in the face of pressure, you're able to use those self-regulation skills. Yeah. So what are some of those self-regulation skills like stop and breathe, count to 10? I mean, what are what do you recommend for I mean, cuz I would think maybe some of us and I'll start to start regulating myself even more now that we're having this conversation, but maybe we don't even realize like you said, we don't even realize that we're not regulating ourselves. Right? So what would you recommend people do to kind of check themselves? Well, one thing is know your triggers. You know, there's certain things that relatives or family say that sort of send us over the edge and flood us with that emotion, which 
causes dysregulation. So one is know your triggers and sort of be prepared for them. And know that if you start to become flooded, that means your levels of arousal are rising and you're headed toward a lack of self-regulation. So mm -hmm. that's when you want to enact your strategies, right? And you're gonna, not going to be able to keep people from saying what you don't want them to say. But what you can do is try to give yourself, you know, that knowledge that if that trigger comes, what am I going to do? And that might be breathing and it might be pausing and it might be taking a break. And it might be even having something that you say that's not sarcastic or snarky, but just neutral. It's all about that level of, you know, anxiety building up in you and trying to bring it back down. Okay. Love that. So what other, if you were to give everyone a couple other nuggets going into the holiday season, especially for people that do have, carry a lot of anxiety during this time of year and anxiety in terms of communicating with other people and, right. and who they're going to see, what are a couple nuggets of things that they can do to help protect themselves from getting too anxious or too, you know, too riled up? Well, one thing you mentioned earlier that I love that you mentioned, which is the stories we tell ourselves. So one of the things I talk about and why will no one play with me is that kids always have stories if they have social challenges about, you know, well, I don't have friends because of, you know, I'm too smart or whatever. But we also have stories around holidays. And so one of the things you can do is to be on guard for those stories you start to tell yourself that actually make any little comment worse. So instead of it being, you know, no one means any harm, you have this story and then whatever they say becomes a flashpoint. So guard against those stories and maybe even really realize those stories you tell yourself. Because to be truthful, we don't know what our relative is feeling. We don't know what someone we are talking to is feeling. We just are making this story. And yeah, they could be that obnoxious, of course. But if we, we go in with these stories, our anxiety level is already pretty high. You know, the yeah. next thing is don't set yourself up for, for being in places where you are going to have no escape, no, you know, place to breathe in and out. Try yeah. to limit the time. And also give yourself that space to recuperate yourself because this is really hard, all these communication things. And it means that you can't do like a 12 hour thing without any break or you're going to be in big trouble. Right. And then the next thing is avoid yourself using words like always and never. That kind of black and white thinking, those kind of black and white words, they just make other people kind of, you're coming then with a certain energy and then they come back to you with a similar energy. Now, I'm yeah. not saying you couldn't be absolutely so civilized, so empathetic, and people aren't going to use those words. I, you know, that can happen. But at least if you don't go into it with the stories and that language, you're going to you reflect a certain energy and then people will often match that energy. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. People definitely will, will match <laughs> energies. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta be careful with that. And I love, you gave an example earlier where you were, you know, you, I call them the I statements, right? Like when you use I statements with other people. And I think those are really, really powerful as well to use those I statements when you're just, expressing to someone how you feel or, or anything like that, instead of you saying you, right? It's always like, right, right, I, exactly. I, and it's, 
I is more neutralized, you know, and that's the other thing too. When parents go into these holidays and they're trying to practice social skills with their kids and they're trying to practice all of this, a lot of times parents, you know, take a book like Why Will No One Play With Me and they're trying their best to, to use the holidays as a foil to teach certain skills. And that is absolutely what I want you to do. But you have to realize some people don't know what they don't know. So yeah. there are going to be people who don't understand and they say, well, my kid didn't need coaching in the 1950s or my kid didn't need this or that. That's not necessarily true. That's a story they're telling themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, go into this knowing that sometimes people don't know what they don't know and that's their story. And you're going to do what you want to do for to foster certain things in your kids and your family. What's best for them? Like your mom used to say. It's great. And the other thing with coaching, I don't know, you said something so it triggered something in me, you know, oh, we didn't need coaching in the 1950s. I don't know. Like, I feel like we've all had coaches, right? And maybe they weren't called coaches. You know what I'm saying? And so maybe it was a teacher, maybe it was a mentor or something. And I just love how, you know, over the years, people are like, I specialize in how the brain functions. You specialize in communication. It's like these people were studying these skills in these areas where it's more specific to people's needs because we're all so individual and I think it's so beautiful and awesome that there's even that opportunity <laughs> to have a coach like you right like I, I mean yeah there there I don't believe that there was people like you back then or maybe in a you know as many people like you back then I don't know if that makes any sense but I just I'm a real big big fan of having coaches and having coaches too into adulthood because I mean I meet with clients and it's like When's the last time you achieved something pretty great or something you really set your mind to? And a lot of times they're going back to high school or they're going back to, oh, when I got my first job or college. And it's like, what did they have back then? They had teachers, coaches, and mentors. And then as we become adults, we stop using coaches. And right. so, yeah, yes. it's just, I love that you coach parents and kids and just, yeah. And so can you share with everyone your book you wrote, which is awesome. Oh, thank you. So it's called Why Will No One Play With Me? And if you go to carolinemaguireauthor.com and it's M-A-G-U-I-R-E or you just Google Why Will No One Play With Me, it comes up. And the idea is it's a guide and it helps parents learn to coach their child through social situations. And it gives parents all the answers, scripts, tips, how do you do this? What do I do if my kid does a disappearing act to the basement? And it's prescriptive, so it leads you through the yellow brick road. And the idea here is it's written for parents, so it's not full of jargon. It's for yeah. you as parents. And the holidays, I can't stress it enough, it's such a social time. It's such a great time to begin because yeah. you have all these opportunities. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so everyone needs to order Caroline's book, and I will put it in the show notes, and I'm sure you get, we'll get it in a few days. So you can actually start reading it, use those nuggets, 
for the holiday season because why not start now? And yeah, I will put all that information in the show notes. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and check out those show notes so you can order Caroline's book because I think it's going to definitely help you a lot. So I will see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Whole You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happyholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Whole You on Facebook and at Happy Whole You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.